Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Sam Davies. With me, as always, is Ben Mariner. Hello. And Russell Troff. Hello. It's Friday night, and it's another episode of The Cook Podcast. Right, so did you hear about, um, in the US, uh, the Subway Tuna story? Uh, no. It's, 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 it's like it's an urban legend, like, you know, did you no, hear the, the legend of <laughs> Last the couple of days, it, oh, it's been on Twitter. So two women in the US are suing Subway, $5 million. Uh, so they had uh, tuna melt, and then, um, and then they, they took some of it away, got it tested. Apparently there was no tuna in there. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's zero percent tuna. I swear I've seen yeah. that somewhere. Oh, was it on the, yeah, Twitter, weren't it? Was it Subway? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I thought when you said Subway, I thought you meant like the underground. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, me, me too. They're taking the tuna on the train. Five yeah. million quid from, where did they get that figure from? It's weird, isn't it? When, you know, it happens over there and you think, oh, soon them 50 million quid. It's like, well, what's the... Where'd you pluck that number from? Yeah, yeah, but if it, if there's no tuna in it, well, what what was it then? Yeah, God. But, yeah, that's not just like um, you say they got it tested, but then yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what was it? Like, surely they just oh yeah. We got, but how did how did they also how did they know to test the tuna? Like, how did they? Yeah, they're looking for trouble really if they're doing that. Yeah, because that's guess. quite a considered decision to be like, okay, yeah, well, I yeah. tuna's real. It's like, why would you think that? So it's like it does be skeptical. Or maybe they bought another one and took that and. Where would you take it to be tested as well? So, just some lab. Of, somewhere like it's a bit of hassle, isn't it? Trying to Google in a lab and all that. But. Go to the yeah. clinic. They'll do it. Like a tuna test lab. Like who who owns that? Like where do you find one of those? Like oh, uh, into Google. Like oh, uh, lab for testing tuna. It's like oh, you know, well, there's one around the corner. I mean, it's yeah, you'd like, have to uh, you'd have to pay him as well, wouldn't you? I mean, how much is that? Two hundred quid. So. No, no, there's, there's loads of tuna, tuna testing charities everywhere, all over the world. Just one of them things in America. It's like it goes on. Daily, I guess that sort of stuff. Just eat your sandwich and shut up. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've got so, I've got something else for you as well. So I was looking through uh, uh, it's like Twitter or something in the news. So a Japanese restaurant in Brazil is in uh, is in a lot of trouble now after it hosted a swingers party. So what <laughs> happened? So they closed up for the night, and and then apparently uh, all the guests were having sex on the tables and all and all this. And uh, someone, someone filmed it and uh, put it out on Twitter. So and in and in Brazil they're pretty uh, in trouble with COVID, like everywhere else. Like numbers are going through the roof. Yeah. So. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't the orgy they had a problem with. It was the COVID. It was the social distancing. Yeah, yeah. You fine. can't really social distance. I don't think do COVID would be the last thing that you're worrying about that you caught, wouldn't it? Like yeah. yeah massive like, orgy like that. Like, all over the tables, you'd be like, I'm not eating here because you guys are social distance. There's just some middle-aged woman trying to eat a steak and there's just the orgy going on around her in the restaurant. <laughs> She's like, excuse me, I'm not very, I'm not very uh, happy about this. Yeah, this is, a bit, this is a bit rare. Can I send it back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. I, um... I've just been looking as well. I've seen a bit of the news where they're starting. They're, they're going to do it in offices and everything, but they've started with just doing it in like food factories. I don't know why, um, but with the COVID nineteen, so I think it's a bit a bit late to be bringing this in. But they're like putting cameras in where it will like monitor the spaces between people. So like it will like alert um, people. I don't know if it's like the management or whether people have little buzzers or whatever. Like if they're too close to each other, um, and then also people like take their PPE off 
it like obviously watches that that's too much i think like just watching all the employees that like, they take their mask off or something it's like dee, dee, dee. i mean it's just it's yeah. just yeah, it's, like, it's like working uh, in a crack factory or something isn't it yeah and like, measuring the distances between everyone and like it'll tell you if you're too close it's just like god it like it's, you know it's like technology is just like scanning every move you make even if you take is that the way the world's going now yeah is crazy. it is it all going to be like that in the future well, where, was that, where was that ben? where was that so that's this in the UK. So they're, they're rolling that out. Um, is there's a couple that are in like food factories and stuff, but they're saying what they want to do for offices and everything where like in the cameras have that technology in it. So like it measures that it's like AI and it measures the distance between people. It's like no, it's oh. too, too late, surely. No, but but, but no one's going to stand for that, are they? You know, you know, people are going to argue that that's an invasion of privacy, surely. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to, but then by the time they've rolled that out and they've made all this stuff, like, Surely, then it won't really matter because we'll have the vaccine, and it'll be like you know by the end of the year, for example, it'd be like well, you know, we might use it for a month, and it's like well, what's the point? Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> it's much. Done, done now. Yeah. yeah, we'll see by the end of the year whether it's all these things are going away or they're here to stay. I guess when we're in uh, it's interesting, see when we're in uh, lockdown seven point oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, will be Planet of the Apes by then, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think. But do you think it'll get to a point where if it just keeps going, the new strains and it just keeps happening, where they'll just be like, look, we can't. We, we either stay indoors like forever, or we just kind of go out and, and live and like sort of accept the consequences. Like, I don't know whether there's going to be a point where if, if it keeps getting like a new strain and like say they can't keep up with the vaccines, like the, like with the flu, like if it becomes like the flu and it's there every every year, it's like, are they gonna? lock us all up forever or like is there a point where we just go well it's something we've got to live with um yeah i mean i don't know i don't think neither of us are smart enough to answer that question to be honest with you no um, i don't even think the government oh, are to be honest at the moment we'll, we'll just keep talking about fucking pancakes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll let them yeah. deal with the coronavirus and we'll just <laughs> we'll just chat about raspberries or whatever So it's Valentine's Day coming up, fourteenth, um, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I don't really. I don't even notice it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben's got a couple of dates on the go. Uh, it's a weekend holiday for him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, when I, when the shops are all open and the restaurants are all open, I think most chefs would agree that they don't go out on Valentine's one because they're either working themselves. Or two, because everything's marked up in price. You know, all these taster menus, they're absolutely through the roof. And kind of like growing up as a chef, I always remember thinking, I'm not going out on Valentine's Day. I know that sounds really unromantic, but I'm not going to spend through the roof because, you know, every restaurant's just going to... Yeah, it's a massive rip-off. And, you know, I mean, if people want to go out and celebrate it, then great. And I suppose, you know, restaurants should take the advantage of that. Um, you might as well go out the next day and say, look, We'll do something nice on Valentine's Day inside, and then the next yeah. day we'll then go out and we'll have three times it will have really nice wine and for the same price. Perfect. I mean, yeah. we go mad. Um, and yes, yeah, mm. it's, it's like my, my parents at Easter. Like I used to, I never used to get Easter eggs on Easter, but I just get like afterwards to just spend spend, spend the same amount and like get the double because it was like it was always like 70 percent off on Easter eggs the day after Easter. So like, we'll just go out the day after Easter and buy the Easter eggs. Um, so we used to get like shitloads of chocolate. Oh, it's, it's, it's easier just to scrape the mould off and all that really as well, isn't it? You know yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you're always a bit sad as a kid on, on the Easter Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Well, your mates have got Easter egg in your Yeah, on Monday I was the fucking one laughing. <laughs> yeah, you got your revenge in that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Stuff in your face. Like, 
taking selfies. Your fingers up. Hey, dickheads. Yeah. That was just last year. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, obviously, everyone's doing these milk kits at the moment. Uh, loads of places are doing them. So, um, so in London, so I'll just go through a couple in London, actually. Uh, you've got Blacklock. So, actually, for my birthday, I think it was maybe two years ago, something like that, um, Ben, do you remember we tried to get in there and the queue oh, yeah. was absolutely out the door, like it was up yeah. the stairs around the corner, nice. uh, and the wait was like what two and a half hours. Something yeah, like that. Like, where was that again? Where Blacklock? Black so actually, yeah. So where that night, it? so it's in Soho, isn't it, Ben? Soho. Right. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere um, there, close. Uh, so we near, queued up uh, near Leicester Square, kind of where like um. Well, it was next to that Wild Rice, wasn't it? Because we ended up going there instead. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, so we tried getting in there for ages, ages, ages. So I was like really determined. I've been wanting to go to this place for ages. So then the next day, Russell, that's when I came and met you. And I phoned up Blacklock like Sunday morning. I was like, you got any tables? And they sort of just laughed at me. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, we don't. Um, next the, year, maybe. Yeah, put the phone down on me. Um, so I've been wanting to go to this place for ages. So they've just done, a, they've got a Valentine's meal kit for two. So uh, it's 56 quid for two. And you get a selection of beef, lamb, and pork uh, chops. You get bread with rosemary butter, beef dripping chips, cow and parmesan salad, uh, some sauces, uh, white chocolate cheesecake for two, um, and some other like little condiments to go with it. So that sounds quite nice. It's, you know, that's something I'd like to go for. Um, real good quality meat. So that's that's one. Uh, the other one is. Caf Maru, uh, I don't know how you say this, Cafe Murano. I think this is the one with uh, Angela Harnett. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she does, uh, she's doing a Valentine's Day uh, menu box. So the menu is rosemary focaccia, and then to start is mushroom arancini with salami and artichoke alla romana, uh, romana which is like um, grilled torched artichokes. Then uh, you've got crab tortellini, which is always a winner. Uh, you can't really go wrong with that, can you? Uh, and then, if you see Saturday Kitchen this week, it was Osabuco with risotto milanese, uh, gremolata with cavolo nero. So, Russell, you made yeah. Osabuco last year, didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah. It's always a winner, especially with yeah, the nice Yeah, beautiful, that is. Uh, and then desserts is buttermilk panna cotta with rhubarb compote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's not bad. That's four menus. That is 90 quid for two. So it's a little bit, you know, on the higher price. But, I mean, you're getting some absolutely stunning uh, food there as well. You know, crab yeah, tortellini. The packaging and stuff, and you've got to then got to deliver it and that. So, yeah, so I, I, yeah so most of that is probably in like, the whole delivery and packing it up and, yeah, I mean, it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so exactly. they've just got someone driving around doing that. It, that well, must, I think, it must be, like, fairly central, though. Well, either you got that or... Um, uh, you can pick it up as well. You can go to the restaurant, pick it up. That's one way. Uh, and then I don't know if this place is doing it, but a couple of them are just sending them via, you know, uh, I don't know, Hermes or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I looked the other day at Patty and the Bun and they're doing takeaway boxes um, and they're delivering here in Salisbury. Really? Oh, yeah, nice. from, from London. So. Oh, they're yeah. nice though, that Patty. Yeah, they are. Uh, charge £60. No, well, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Um, so that's Cafe Murano by Angela Hartnett. Uh, and the other one, I believe, was... Uh, oh, it's actually in Wales, this one, which is a little bit out of the way, but I quite like it. Um, it's by uh, 
the humble onion so a nice little restaurant in uh now i'll get i'll spell this wrong i'll say this wrong i know i will dinas pals oh, i thought you meant humble onion i was like surely you can spell well, no the hum- humble onion is the um name of the restaurant uh the name yeah. of the pub so they've got 50 pound it's uh rosemary focaccia with rapeseed oil black vinegar and then you've got wild mushroom and goat's curd arancini with tarragon mayonnaise and pickled onions Oh, nice. um yeah really mm. nice uh really like tarragon especially when it's in a mayonnaise as well i think that works so well with the arancini yeah uh, mains is dry cured fillet of beef with smoked potato and garlic presse that sounds oh, amazing yeah, that's yeah i like the whole smoked potato especially when it's with garlic and yeah it works yeah, really well awesome. uh, beef fat carrot i mean that's a winner already yeah um, and peppercorn sauce uh, and then to finish white chocolate cheesecake passion fruit pineapple and rum relish i mean that that sounds really nice that's exactly what i would want that's 50 pound um so a bit out of the way but i I see this and i thought you know what i I quite like that menu i think that's really nice um so that's the valentine's takeaway boxes um at the moment are you guys doing anything for valentine's yourself obviously we've already discussed that ben's doing effel crying Um, crying (laughs) his pillow uh what about you russ you got any plans oh i'm gonna do there's gonna be like uh three of us so my little girl girlfriend so i don't know i've got to f- come up with something i want to cook her a nice meal don't know what though i haven't really thought about it yet you got any uh, ideas well i did um i did some confit duck leg yesterday that was oh. quite nice yeah i sorted that overnight um and then yeah confit took it out let it chill, pan fried it, finish it, you know, butter. And then I did, uh, with that oil and the fat from the duck, I put a whole yeah. carrot in the fat and then put it back in the oven. So it was like confit um, oh, carrot. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. really nice. Just did a bit of like mashed potato with spring onion, uh, some like green beans and red onion. That was quite nice. But I mean, that's always that's a winner. I might do that also, Buco again. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, what are you going to do it with? Risotto? Uh, yeah, I think she did. Uh, well, classically, you would have it with like saffron risotto, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that's that's quite that's quite cool. Um, yeah, I did it with mash last time. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe risotto. Might do that. Yeah, sounds I'll good. See if they got it down the butchers. Nice. Yeah, I, I love that um, that beef thing with smoked potatoes. What you're talking about a minute ago. Like, that's, yeah. For me, that would. If I saw it on a menu, don't care what else is on the menu. That's that's what I'd order. That's, that's what you're going for. Yeah. 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 Um, no, you know what? They're doing a um, they're doing a vegetarian version as well. So the uh, the starters are the same, the focaccia, uh, but they're doing a whole roast celeriac uh, with smoked potato, garlic presse, braised carrots, and tarragon cream. I mean, that sounds nice as well, to be honest. Even though it's a vegetarian option, I mean, I'd always obviously go for the dry cured fillet of beef. Yes, yeah, you know that's yeah. hard to beat, isn't it? Um, whole roast celeriac's nice, though, isn't it? If you, if you, if you do, do that, properly. really get loads of colour on the outside of it, and then you just do like a wedge or something. I've seen the, yeah. um, you know, uh, MSG, you know, they used for the Chinese food. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, MSG cured beef, like, that must be fucking insane. Like, wow, yeah. I've never, no, wow. I don't know if I want to try it or not. Um, but they also, uh, Ramsey the other day did, um, a while ago, I think, actually, did, it was like butter... It was like uh, it was like aged beef in butter. Like dipped it in butter, and then aged it in there. Um, I can't remember why they did that. That looks quite cool. They just dipped it in. Obviously, I suppose you'd just be really. You'd have um, your kind of soft butter when you like the liquid butter, and then you'd have the the beef that's not like really cold, and then just dip it in, take Mm. it out, 
to kind of get like a coating on it. And then well, they dry aged it in that. Yeah, they dry aged it inside like a butter. Yeah, I think I've seen that. But, you know, but if you're, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe it works around it. How, where where is he curing it? Is he just hanging it up? You know, you're gonna have to hang it up near well, just, it just ventilation. Just Aging it on the like in the fridge, I suppose, just just inside. Yeah, the, I was gonna say, but surely the butter then goes off. I mean, but it's if if it's in the fridge, may, maybe not. Yeah, I think the the butter wouldn't go off, like because because the butter lasts at least sort of three yeah. four minutes. You could you could age it for like four weeks in the butter, and then even if it was a little bit sour, like when you take the you're gonna take that off, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, because normally normally what would you, it's like dipped in fat, isn't it? They like can do it inside, like age it in like a fat, and then mm. that gets yeah, and that let's it age inside um but yeah but that msg one was was nuts like you imagine all that goes into the meat and it just i don't know it just tastes like a chinese takeaway <laughs> like yeah it's gonna be a yeah that sounds a bit dodgy to me that's why i'm subject to ramsey did you did you hear he's uh, open a pizza restaurant thing in battersea no i read that the other day yeah yeah well yeah, pizza I'm... restaurant He's, he's uh, going global now, and he's just like, right, let's open it with the name because it's a brand, isn't yeah. it? Like he's just like opening. He's just opening every door in front of him, and any opportunity like that he Jamie can Oliver, get. like. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I don't don't think he'll end the same way. To be honest with you, all these restaurants closing down. I mean, you never know, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I read today actually that when Jamie Oliver's went bankrupt, you know, when he a few years ago when he went bankrupt, um, they had they were they were opening three thousand a year. And that's oh, why they're expanding yeah. so they were expanding so quickly that that's why like, within that year they decided to expand open three thousand and that's why they just couldn't deal with the cash flow. But obviously, you know, if if it slowed down for one day, suddenly it's like you've lost like millions in revenue. Just like it, it's just so they just expanded way too fast. But I think anyone could have seen that coming. Like if you open that, if you go that quickly, are you always gonna yeah. spend more than you're making? You know, to begin with, and be like, oh shit, like actually we're really short now on cash. It was everywhere, and then it just got saturated. So I remember when it first opened, you think, oh, that's quite cool. If you're doing good stuff and all that, it's a bit artisan. But then it just turns into a chain, like, press, and it's everywhere. Yeah. What was that I one he had it... in Tower Hill? Oh, that was the one where you did that with, um, I don't know, it was, like, Jeez. homeless, or whether it's people that just come out of prison or something. It was, like, people who couldn't get a job, and, like, he then employed them. No, that was old old street one there. That one up there. That was his original yeah. one. Wasn't it? Yeah. What was it called? I can't remember. It was. It was uh, it's um... called like sixteen or something. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the one. It's a number. Fifteen or something. Fifteen, yeah. I think. Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen. That's it. <laughs> sixteen. <Yeah>. Close. <laughs> Nineteen. Yeah, fifteen. That's between ten and twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I wonder it. if that's still open. I think. I, I don't know. I've got no idea if that's still open or not. No, and there was that big one in. Um... Uh, Pic- Piccadilly Circus was it? Uh, yeah, there was one there um, in the near Soho. Yeah, it's not there anymore, though, is it? Nah, that's right. Well. I went there once, actually, but it wasn't very good. That's the thing; it wasn't very good. Like, if it was like super nice, um, authentic Italian stuff, and they did it properly, and then they'd slowly built out and got the same quality in all the others, and they'd be like, okay, cool, yeah. it's better going there than like ZZ's. But because it was then just like production, because it's so yeah. many stores, then it just become like a chain. It was over overpriced as well, wasn't it? It was very overpriced. Yeah, yeah. I used to work on London Wall, and there was one right opposite uh, the entrance to where I worked. Worked, and um, the only it was basically dead. Whenever I like go past it, it was pretty much dead. And you used to get a few people in there on like a Friday night having a drink and stuff. But no, you want those? I think really? just to like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, if that, I don't know, if you're at the head of something like that, opening so many, you think, well, if if it works, but if it doesn't yeah. work, you're in. Like, let's do a hundred and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Ennis, yeah. I mean, brave and there, if you can have one on every corner in every city. So obviously next week as well, uh, Chinese New Year. Um, I mean, not widely celebrated here, obviously, for obvious reasons, but... Um, it's game over um but we've all said that we love chinese isn't that i was just looking at um obviously they're doing takeaway boxes as well uh but to be honest with you i don't actually see too many advertising it this year which uh is a shame one place that did stand out though just because I thought it looked quite cool. It was a place called Bun House, um, and it's between uh, Tottenham Court Road and uh, Leicester Square, I think it was. Um, that's it, yeah, Leicester Square and Tottenham Court Road. And they're doing a takeaway, and it's um, dumplings. So, oh, sorry, not dumplings, buns. So they'll do uh, two sweet mandarin buns with dark chocolate and mandarin filling, two savoury uh, beef brisket buns, and a bag of mini fortune dumpling cookies. So, like, I mean, the, I'll start with the cookies. They're not um, fortune cookies that you get from your normal takeaway. These ones are like, you know, when they look like little pastry, deep fried kind of thing. Um, mm. So that looks really nice. The brisket buns are always a winner. Um, but the the mandarin and chocolate uh, bao buns, right? So get this. So the whole bun looks like an orange. So it's dyed orange. It's got like little specks to resemble an orange. And then they've even got a little green leaf poking out the top. I thought that was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Did you say you haven't heard too much about Chinese doing takeaway? No, 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 for, for <laughs> Chinese New Year. <laughs> Did I hear that? They don't need it now. They don't need it anymore. Yeah. There's one on every street. In I meant the, I meant the mill boxes. I meant like the mill boxes oh, okay. that you come and do. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chinese. I'd love to get a Chinese takeaway sometime. And if there's not one on that corner, there's one on the next corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like died out, you know, since coronavirus. Yeah, well, since everyone stopped eating Chinese, didn't they? So, mate, I don't know, maybe. Um, yeah, they no. right. um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably just get a chow mein to celebrate. I don't know. Russell can get his, you know, his sweet and sour chicken. Uh, oh, and Ben can get his crispy chicken feet. Oh, God, no thanks. I've got, I've got a little bit, something interesting, but I haven't done the research properly. It's just on how many Michelin star places are in Switzerland. It's <laughs> <That's> a bit <laughs> random. <laughs> no, but it's like... Cause have you done have the research properly? So how, how do you know anything about... I haven't looked, <laughs> yeah. but it's about how many there are. Oh, so are we are we recording this? Yeah. Well, I hope right, so. Okay, so, right, so how many how many one star places do you reckon are in England? Mm. A rough 50? rough guess. Fifty. Like, uh, but, okay, let's yeah, fifty. Yeah, I think you'd probably be right, right? Maybe a bit more, maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe on the yeah, I reckon in, a bit more. In Switzerland, they've got not Switzerland. This is it's a lot smaller country in England. They've got ninety-five one-star places. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, and two-star places. They've got twenty-four. Bloody hell! Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? And it's like I'd I'd love to find the population out of Switzerland, um, but that, that's a lot. It just seems yeah, it like is a lot. lot. Yeah. Wow, okay, let me have a look. I'm going to have a look to see how many, how many people... So they, they had their 2021 stars ceremony. It just popped up on something. And I saw it. I was like, Jesus, that's a lot. 
Yeah. Um, so actually, I've got it here. So in total, there are now 174 Michelin awarded. Oh, that's no, Michelin awarded. So that's including. Ah, uh, big gourmands. And all 100, 148 one stars. That's how many there are in the UK. Wow. Oh, really? There's 8.5 million people in Switzerland. There's about 66 million in the UK. And well, there's, there's that in million. London, isn't there? So it's the population of London, really. What? No. So if there's 8 million people in Switzerland. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, yeah probably about a population of London in Switzerland. So that and yeah. they've got yeah, nearly as many Michelin-style restaurants. It's shit. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah. How many two-star places in there if they've got 24? In the UK? Yeah. Uh, 22 stars in the UK and five, oh, this might be a bit out of date, five three stars? Yeah, three right? stars. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even know how many they've got. 24 two-star places, that's quite a lot. You talk, we're talking about the UK here. Oh, you're talking UK? Yeah, How yeah. many two-stars over here? 20. 20? Uh, they've so got, they've got, more, they've got, got, they've got more. Well, they've got more, yeah, 24. Yeah. Off to Switzerland we go. Apart from yeah. cheese, I don't really know much about Swiss food, to be honest. Fondue? Is that Swiss? That's, that, yeah, I think that comes under cheese, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Melted <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, it's, it's different. It's a little bit different. No, it's not. We've got cheese. Yeah. We've got melted cheese. It's like the guy from... It's like the guy from Run Forest Run, you know, Forest Gun. <laughs> <laughs> And barbecue cheese. Yeah, that's it. Um, take your blinders. Like, we've got the white bread. We've got the brown bread. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Going back to um, oh, uh, Valentine's Day quickly. I was just listening to talks, but I listened to that quite a lot. And so they have all their adverts on. So at common, it was like uh, the adverts like, "Fellas, you know that Valentine's Day is coming up, don't you? And that means you're going to be under more pressure, if you know what I mean." So get your Viagra in early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that wow. real? Fuck it out. You're under more pressure. So how many, how many cases did you order, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's mad. Like, it's like, yeah, you can have sex once a year. You've got to put out there, mate. And this. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to make She's sure you're angry. Fuck it out. Yeah. I, love, I love how that's a targeted ad as well. Like, they're like, okay, people listen to talk for. Like that's a, that's like yeah. a, they would have looked at them and said, right, which, which channel is the most people that are likely to get a product on? So, okay, um, yeah, talk sports the one. So, van drivers out there. Yeah. <laughs> Mid Middle aged men doing nothing at the moment, just driving a van in a van. That's so, Pancake Day um, in a couple of weeks' time. So, 16th of February. So, looking forward to that. I'm actually looking forward to not being at work during Pancake Day because, like, that's a normal thing that I have to do where it's like we make about 300. So doing about 300 pancakes and then obviously having that for lunch and us. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I'm not there this, this year. Um, I think I now, I think I narrowly missed it last year as well, which was, which was really good. Um, but yes. Yeah, so what juice, what do you serve them with at work then? Just, um, so we do either like I normally do like a buffet with it and then have like loads of different, like I'll make my own Nutella. So I'll do like, Caramelize all my hazelnuts, oh, and then put it into the um, put it into caramelize the hazelnuts, put it into the Robocoupe and blend it to a, like a fine um, paste, and then I will add melted chocolate to it to to make Nutella, and then I'll use mm. um, hazelnut oil to let it down so it like spreadable. Yeah. Um, we went set, so that's really nice. Like homemade Nutella, um, and I'll just put like those bananas and strawberries, raspberries, 
um, lemon, you know, I do oranges and, you know, yeah, that, that style, like with um, oranges and stuff. Um, and yeah, but I mean, those are like the little crepe style stuff, but I prefer like, you know, the American kind of thick pancakes. And I've got blueberry a really cool pancakes and that. that from, from Nigella. So I got, it was literally years ago that I looked at this recipe and used it. And even like with all of the kitchens I've been in and all the recipes I've seen, like, you know, being breakfast chef, I was like in breakfast chef for like two years. Um, there's this one recipe that's super easy and I've never used really, had to use anything else. Um, and it's for like ricotta hot cakes, but like they're, they're the thick, like thick pancakes. And it's literally just um, 125 grams of ricotta cheese, um, nine tablespoons of milk. But obviously that's like, what's it? A tablespoon is like 15 grams. So yeah, nine tablespoons of milk, an egg, um, seven tablespoons of flour and one teaspoon of um, baking powder and then you just like whisk it together you know all in, all in the bowl whisk it together and that makes a really nice kind of thick fluffy pancake um, and the baking powder obviously gives it that kind of like um, kind of soft spongy kind of feel um, mm. and they're really nice they're really nice thick ones if you can make like you know big thick ones they go down so much better um, and it's super like it's just, just easy like so much easier um, so that's, that's my favorite and that was just like from something i picked up years and years ago you know i was in a rush i was like right google nigella made it and was like these are fucking brilliant and then just just kept using it now like all the way through my career just kept using them um so yeah that's really good i've sort of reclaimed um that uh what have you you guys what flavors do you like what's your favorite favorite pancake um, so i mean i always go for you know you maple syrup and a bit of sugar or lemon juice that's always like classic um a few cherries in there as well is always nice i quite like that nice. bit of nutella um but yeah, i tell you what it's a bit of a guilty pleasure that i really enjoy actually is i uh, put, uh, put a choc ice in the middle of a pancake and roll what? it up yeah choc try it it's seriously it's seriously good a choc ice in the middle of a pancake and then just right Russ, like is that is is that like a magnum for four people <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like choc, choc ice it's like yeah it's, yeah imagine imagine a, a magnum luxury but for yeah yeah for how does that look on the plate is that like fine i mean oh. it's like fine dining <laughs> I, got nothing on this. I wouldn't put it on my menu don't worry about that yeah i've got um yeah i've got um uh a savory one i used to do at work right so what you do you make your pancakes or crepes sort of thing and then uh, I used to make a mix out of like uh, wild mushrooms, ted and all that. Uh, fry them off, uh, spinach in, uh, bind it with a bit of ricotta or something like that. Um, and then so put you mix in your pancakes, roll them up, roll them side by side in a in your dish. Uh, cheese over in the oven. Oh, nice. Really, really nice. nice veggie dish that is. If you're a buffet or something. Has that got a name or is that just? No, it's, uh, it's crepes a la Russell. <laughs> a la Russell. What I'll think fun. of a better name for next week. And I'll, <laughs> Cheers, mate. I'll, yeah. let, I'll let you know. You should be crepes a la Switzerland because it's got cheese on it. So. What yeah. I say? Actually, I've got, I've got a crepe fact for you. So crepes, Suzette, you, I think you probably heard of that, haven't you? Yeah. So do, do you know who that was invented by and how it was invented? Um, um, I, I've heard this story, but I, I can't recall it. I remember something so called what it was Escoffia um, Escoffia himself so his nephew right was working he was only 14 don't know what he was doing working at this was ages ago though uh, he was working at a restaurant in Paris right so the Prince of Wales from over here must have been over there visiting 
So he turns up, uh, and then it was his job uh, to serve in the pancakes in the restaurant. So apparently he was nervous. He was, he was doing it in front of him. Apparently he was nervous, uh, spilled brandy, uh, and it flambéed up. Uh, and that's how, and he ended up serving it up to him. And that's how it started. So the prince, He just went along with it. Yeah, so he liked it. And he called it after a woman he was, he was with. Probably someone he was knocking <laughs> the, off. The, the prostitute he was with at the time. Imagine it. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Yeah, she was <laughs> with Suzette. That's, the escort that's he was with for that night. Where yeah, was that? So. Was that in a was that in a piece express in Woking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, in eighteen hundred, yeah, it was yeah, that was weird. Is it the same Pizza Express still going? <laughs> yeah, and the, the prince was sweat could he, so that's what uh, got him. Well, off. that's it. The uh, scapegoat of all of all um all royal um mishaps. Just yeah, express Woking. What if that shuts though? So what if what if that closes to to coronavirus? It's like then the royal family are like, oh my god, we need to find somewhere else to uh, yeah to put up um alibi. I'm sure they can yeah, find something. I don't think don't think Prince Andrew's allowed out. You don't hear much of him now, do you? He's, like a, a <laughs> he's, he, he's under house arrest and he's in the Tower of London. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is. There's a, a pancake recipe I just found, and I don't know, maybe you either like it, but it's not something that I would go for. It's a spelt and sweet corn pancakes with avocado uh, and salsa. Fuck's sake. And then the recipe, the recipe is tin sweet corn. Oh, God. Uh, it's got Tabasco in it, and then just a, just a normal salsa recipe. Why would you do that to a pancake? Yeah, why? What has that pancake ever done to you? Yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave uh, it alone. So I think I'll, I think I'll with that one a miss. I think oh. I'll stick to my choc ice, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I mean, yeah, even I'd, I'd rather the fucking choc ice. To be honest, like, it's just too much. It's like just if you just you're just going too far. Leave it alone. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it was happy as it was. Yeah, exactly. So there's this new thing, right, called abnormal. And to be honest, like if I was doing the branding, I don't think abnormal would be the right thing to call it. Like if you wanted people to start trying it and like being like familiar with it. But um, basically, it's, it's like a meal replacement service. So it's like a powder that you obviously drink. A um, what re- sorry, a what replacement? Meal, rep- meal replacement. I thought you said mal replacement. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Meal. Um, and then, so what happens is that you go, so you download the app, right? And you fill in like a questionnaire about yourself and your lifestyle and how active you are and all this stuff about age and gender and la la. And then the algorithm will work out how much like carbs and fat and everything you need within a day. Um, and then they'll make like um, a sachet of basically like um, drinkable, um, like kind of protein shake kind of stuff, like powder, but it contains like all of the fat carbohydrates um you know vitamins minerals you need for like an entire for the day um like obviously you could take the other one three a day um and it will give you like exactly what your body needs like to maintain like your weight and to to you know to with no wastage so they're doing that yeah so you just have this milkshake you don't eat food don't eat anything yeah and that gives you everything you need for the day but like why would you not eat food like that's just fucking stupid yeah, why would you sad isn't it but if you if you were like if i bet if you were like if they said to you right ben you're going to be doing a calvin klein shot and you're going to be there in a pair of y fronts uh in six months time 
I tell you what, if that was me, I'd be doing press ups, sit ups every night and watching my yeah. drinking zero beer. <laughs> so take, uh, we'll take a bit more than six months for us for us I, mean, <laughs> I think Ben's alright give me the milkshake sweet it's for people who ain't got time to eat you know, it's the yeah. active people I mean, it gives, them, busy. It gives them some of their meal requirements and that apparently you can just sustain on that like you can like eat that's like a meal and it gives you all the bits you need but I always used to think about like imagine if you could just like take a pill in the morning and it would just give you everything you needed and like you know the minimum because if you like on mm. diet and like, eating salad and stuff it's not very nice but if you could just like take a pill that would that had everything you needed but then obviously without the fat in it and you would lose weight obviously you lose it really quickly um but then obviously then without feeling hungry uh, but obviously you'd only get the exact things that you need um but you know that was like a thought ages ago but it's like why would you you know i wouldn't ever start yeah. myself with- well if you mixed up um that tablet with the uh, Viagra tablet that we were talking about before. And I'd be having a yeah. great <laughs> go, to work, go to work with a raging hard on. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not a normal day anyway. So. <laughs> 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 he gets up, he has his Viagra, he has his sweet corn pancakes, and he cracks <laughs> and he's up to work. work. <laughs> straight to oh, HR. Yeah, straight to HR. I don't even I mean, bother going up the stairs anymore. I just go straight into HR and be like, right. I mean, he's daily briefing. Yeah, he's daily telling off. <laughs> <laughs> you all want to um, do a Calvin Klein advert then, would you? <laughs> actually, well. Yeah, or maybe you um, But also, so it's like a profile. So you've got like a profile there on your app. And as you update your profile with what you're doing, like daily, if like your routine changes, then the food it what the algorithm works out what food you need and it changes the ratios in the powder crazy i'll tell you yeah. what i mean if that could work for like people who want to lose weight and all this um yeah because you just eat you know just have that and it gives you you know but as long as you don't feel hungry that's the thing like if you can have that with it with something also that stops you from feeling hungry then it's like yeah. you get everything you need and you don't feel hungry that's like okay cool and then you can go off and it would be just like having like salad every day but obviously you don't have to go through the process of having salad every day for the milk. But does it yeah. actually, so it does actually, it's good for your body, you know? It's yeah, not, so, um, gives, so the, point is, the point of it is that you can take food out and it gives you exactly what you need of everything for your body to function, function properly. Um, but yeah, but imagine if you fucked up. So like imagine if you, like the algorithm just didn't work out right. And it's like, okay, you're getting, you know, you're just slowly wasting away. You go like, oh, I'm definitely getting what I need. And there's no fucking like vitamins in it at all. Like, <laughs> uh, what, it, how, just, how does, it doesn't make sense. Like, I know. So it measures how, like, if you go to the gym and stuff as well, you were saying how active. Yeah. You so you put in like a day, you know, <clears> routine, what you do, what your ages, and it will, it will then work out like sort of roughly and your height and your build and, and it will work out, you know, what you need. And then obviously it will then get the proper ratios of everything. And then that will become like your personal and they'll obviously send you the, send you the packs. And they'll be like personal to you, depending on how much, you know, all the different things that you, you Well, do. if your daily activities include just sitting in McDonald's eating free cheeseburgers, does it, <laughs> does it count <laughs> for that as well? It's only like a gram of powder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. That's one for the future or is that like out and about now? Uh, so it's, it's coming out. So it, it's <clears> out now. You can buy it. Um, it's called Abnormal. And they're doing like a seven day trial where like you can try up some days and then you're like on subscription. It gives you like 30, you get like a subscription for like 30 meals. Um, but yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit like um, Gusto or something like, but with powder. Um, but yeah, that's out now. And it's like, they, they're like branding it as like the food of the future. But to be honest, like that's not really a future we want to be part of where we don't eat. 
Yeah, yeah, I know, but I can see that. I can see that happening actually. Yeah, but you I know, think that's like I think veganism will take over the world before that does. Personally, because yeah. uh, I mean, eating isn't just to have fuel, is it? It's to actually enjoy yourself. It's something that I enjoy doing. That we all enjoy doing. Yeah. It's not for it's not for nutritional. You don't sit there and go right. We need to get our nutrition for the day. It's like oh, let's have something nice to eat because it's fun. yeah. So like I'm fucking starving. I need some food now. Yeah. Uh, and it, you eat. Um, yeah. I'm not so sure about that one. Maybe it's good if like Russell says want to lose weight or get fit. Yeah, and also if you're super busy in the day, they're saying like if you skip meals, like if you're in the office and you're skipping meals all the already, it's like at least that takes says thirty seconds to you know thirty seconds to make thirty seconds to wash up. Then you know that that might help. <coughs> we don't have lunch. Have lunch, but. It's mm. all like, oh, come on, like, take the time. Like, surely that's a really important part of life, just to take the time to cook and eat and enjoy it. Like, you know, if you're, if you're not taking that time out to eat properly, it's like, what yeah. are you doing with your life? Like, why are you, what, what, what is so important? To, you it's like the social eat? thing as well, isn't it? It's like of eating. It's like you sit down at the table and it's, uh, yeah, you're talking, sharing stories or whatever and, yeah, and all that. You know, family, that's, family, that's what it's all about. and you know, shake in the kitchen, and it's like, right, right, and also just actually like cooking as well, not just the eating, the cooking as well. I mean, yeah. again, we all yeah, enjoy cooking. Yeah. It's uh, you know, playing about with stuff. You know, maybe I put a bit of this in, put a bit in that in, um, tasting it as you go along. <laughs> like, yeah, flavor um, is the thing you're missing there. Like, you know, sometimes when you could take you a couple of hours to cook, depending on what you're cooking as well. You know, it's, a, it's an activity. It's something to do. Yeah, but in the future, when everything's like Blade Runner, um, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. When it's all like Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah, after the nuclear war or whatever. Yeah, that's... You'll definitely... be glad of that bloody protein powder or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I've got something for you. Uh, it's no Kellogg's cornflakes, right? So, they were originally invented, right, in the 1800s by Mr. Kellogg, um, apparently to stop people's sexual urges, right? So, women were encouraged to have a bowl of cornflakes instead of masturbating. Did you know that? What, why? <laughs> My God. <laughs> Two roads to the same place. The same things we were just talking about, like, why would you stop doing, you know, the, the thing that... You enjoy it. Yeah. Over yeah. eating cornflakes, like... What just eat the food instead of taking the powder? It's like just, just masturbate instead. Apparently, of apparently the thinking was if by eating bland food, it stops you thinking about um, nookie. Doing it. To be honest, yeah. it'll probably make me think more about it because I'm like, what is going to get yeah. me out of this pain of eating crap? Like, oh, yeah. so sexually frustrated at the weekend. But don't worry, I had a bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes. Yeah, Taking <laughs> boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then a cardboard box afterwards, just to really get out the appetite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got another one. So, in the Second World War, right, so the Americans made Coca-Cola, right, so after Pearl Harbor, uh, and then America joined the war, they stopped selling the Coca-Cola syrup to the Germans, because uh, they were at war with them, uh, so the Nazis invented Fanta. Well, really? Nazi, it was invented in Nazi Germany. I don't know if it was wow. invented by the Nazis. <laughs> they were a bit busy. <laughs> apparently, that's, that's what it said anyway. Wow. Which is not bad, is it, I guess? It's like, he's just looking at his like, massive rockets and his tanks. He's like, we're missing something. <laughs> what? Fanta. Where's, Fanta? where's Fanta. my Fanta, where's my Fanta um, development? Yeah, sparkling orange drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow.
I mean, that's and just... also Seven Up, when that was first invented, that used to contain lithium citrate, which is a mood stabilizer. A what? A so mood? Oh, to... I thought it was a mood yeah. stabilizer. I was like, well, it just stops. It's like the same thing. It stops people from going nude. Must be like antidepressant or something. Yeah, I suppose yeah, the regulator in it because I suppose you're like certain things when you have like, like smarties and stuff makes you feel really high because like the e numbers and stuff. So maybe it's something yeah. like that. But like brings you Didn't up. Didn't you say that uh, the first Coca Cola used to contain cocaine? Is that what you said a couple of yeah. episodes? Can you imagine having a Coca Cola and then like calming it down with a Seven Up? It'd be all over the place, wouldn't you? <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. It's another episode of Cooked Podcast. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and don't forget on Spotify. We'll see you next week. Thank you.